Shantae Charles. Listen, I hope you've been having a great and wonderful day, a wonderful morning thus far. And if I'm rambling a little bit this morning, that's because my mind is on, it's, it's everywhere this morning. It's on a lot of different topics, but I'm going to try to bring it all in and synthesize it um, so that we can get a focus because I normally have a focus topic, but so much is going through my mind. Um, so let's do this. If you would take a moment to breathe with me, this is something that I do. Um, whenever I need to focus or center my thoughts, it's something that I do when I feel a little stressed out sometimes or a little discomfort in my day, or I kind of just feel like I just, I need to bring it all back in, bring it all together. Um, so if you would breathe with me, I'm going to breathe in seven seconds. I'm going to breathe out and I'm going to say something positive for the day and to myself. And I encourage you to do the same thing. And I'm going to do it three times. Ready? And breathe. I've got this. The goodness of God is coming to me today. I release all anxieties. All right. Feel a little more focused. So as you know, today is Monday Motivation. And I am encouraged in some things. And I hope I'll encourage you today. And I want to challenge us in some things. So I hope that I challenge you on today. So I have my words of affirmation cards today. And I have the Daily Meditations, Affirmations, and Inspirations book with me today. As you know, this is going to be our um, last week before we take a short break. But then we'll be, we'll be back. Um, let's see. We are on May 15th. So let's see what the word of the day is for today. Oh man, this is perfect. This is this is perfect. The word for today is self-worth. And as you can see, <laughs> I've had a lot to say about this topic. Jack Johnson, the famous wrestler, Jack Johnson said, A man's vocation is no measure for his inner feelings, nor a guarantee of his earnest desire to live right and attain the highest standards. So the author asked the question, do we want to live well? Of course we do. But what does that mean to us? Financial success is but one goal, but sometimes it supersedes all other ambitions. When we swallow the standards of our generation, we lose track of what it takes to make our own life meaningful. Man, that is a, that is a statement that people probably need to reflect on for the rest of this day. <laughs> 
when we loot when we swallow the standards of our generation we lose track of what it takes to make our own life meaningful ask yourself what are you doing what am i doing to make my own life meaningful have i hopped on the rat race of what society says success is or am i flowing in my own pace and going at the speed of the grace that's on my life. Let's not lose track of what actually makes our own life meaningful. He says, let's proceed carefully when we attempt to ascribe value to our choices and to others' choices as well. Buying into the going ideal might mean we've sold our standards. Our checkbook balance indicates we are clever at making money It doesn't bestow moral dignity or esteem. For that, we take a reading of the heart, mind, and soul of a person, things not so obviously discernible. Now, this is why I have put together the course that I have on god-ideas.thinkific.com because a lot of what I see people doing is I see them reaching for financial standards, while leaving their soul incapacitated, leaving their emotional state incapacitated. And the reason why I put together that program is so that people can get somewhere one-to-one with themselves. I'm walking you through, I'm teaching you for 33 days, but it's an opportunity for you to look at you. It's an opportunity for you to do what they call that mirror work, that looking at yourself, looking within yourself, speaking to yourself, and really dealing with your own soul. Because again, making money does not bestow moral dignity or esteem, no matter how much money you make. There are lots of unhappy, insecure, wealthy people. And you would think, because their finance is secure, that other parts of them are secure, but that's just not the case. On this day, take five minutes to be quiet, to listen to your inner self, and determine who you are and who you want to be. Now, I wrote here in my comments, I said, don't sell your standards for a temporary ideal. There are so many ideals that are temporary. As we know, our culture is ever-evolving, ever-shifting, ever-changing. We went to a place in our culture where um, people were trying to be as accepting of other people's ideas, thoughts, preferences as possible. And now we are at a turn in our culture where people are pushing back against the openness um, of American culture. And they're pushing back in a way that's suppressing all of the things that just maybe four or five years ago was on the docket, right? There were lots of things being added on the docket while the conservatives were in power. But now that the conservatives are not in power, they are actually pushing back against things that were enacted under their administration. Go figure. And then I wrote, if your soul is driven by money, you will sell it. If your soul is driven by money, you will sell it. 
as I went to bed last night, the Holy Spirit said something to me and I put it on my, I did put it on my social media, but he said so many people, the Spirit of God said so many people are living on a wing and a prayer right now that you have no idea how many people are barely, barely holding it together, barely getting by, barely making it. And he said, make sure that you are kind. Make sure that you are gracious. Make sure that you practice patience in this hour because you don't know if you are the last thread, your words, your actions become the thread that unravels that person. So many people are hanging by a thread. So many people are living on a wing and literally a prayer. I won't talk about people's personal business, but I'll tell you this. So many people are living on a wing and a prayer. And they may seem fine on the outside. And they may give a good portrayal on the social medias. But the reality of their circumstance may be entirely different from what we see on the outside. And so, number one, I'm always going to encourage people to live your most authentic life. Does that mean you have to put all of your business on social media? No. But if you don't feel well, you don't have to get up and post on social media like everything is well. If you are having a horrible, terrible day and you don't feel like getting dressed up, you don't have to get dressed up to pose and put a picture on social media. Like be authentic with yourself. There are days that I look great and I forget to put a picture up about how great I looked. And I've had people say, hey, is something something going on? I noticed that you stopped posting pictures about yourself. I'm like, no, I'm just, at this point, I'm, I'm enjoying my life so much that, hey, I, I forget to do it sometimes, but I'm good, you know, but I do appreciate people who will ask those questions, right? I do appreciate people who will DM me and say, hey, is everything all right? I haven't, I haven't seen you post anything lately. Are you okay? Is everything, is everything good? Yes, everything's good. I'm just super busy. <laughs> I'm either busy counseling someone or teaching someone or coaching someone or uh, trying to get somebody some food or something out in my community because my life goes beyond, excuse me, goes beyond this screen and this podcast. So, you know, sometimes we can come to uh, the wrong conclusion just because we don't see certain things online. And then the other spectrum of that is, Sometimes people can be posting so much because they have, that is their lifeline. Like social media is what kind of keeps them looking toward the future and thinking about good things. So sometimes people are, are journaling their mental health and their mental progress um, of keeping themselves mentally together by posting positive things online it may not mean that something positive is actually happening in their life. Okay? So, again, 
so many people are living by a wing and a prayer. And even if you don't believe in prayer, even if you don't believe in the power of prayer, you can still wish the best for the people in your life. You can still send them out a positive hope or a positive thought or a positive message because that's most of the time that's what prayer is, right? So consider that today as you look around you, as you're out and about, as you're making your way, you might be driving your car or getting on a train or catching the bus or walking or biking or scooting, all these ways, modes of transportation. Just look around you. Try to look up today and see someone else beside yourself. Try to issue a positive word. Try to issue a positive message or a positive statement. Over the weekend, I got a chance to um, attend a graduation blessing ceremony. And uh, the the young gentleman who's going to be going off to Berkeley, um, Berkeley, I don't want to say it's Berkeley School of Music or Berkeley College of Music, um, where lots of world-renowned musicians and composers and songwriters have come out of, he put on a mini concert. And it was a beautiful time. I thought it was a very, very powerful thing. And it reminded me of, number one, the power of community. It reminded me the power of words. It reminded me of um, the power of cloaking your child in support as they get launched out into the world. And um, they called it a blessing ceremony. But I said, I remember um, in my community, we did something very similar, but it was called a baccalaureate service, not bachelorette, (laughs) a baccalaureate service. And oftentimes you don't really see those happening much anymore. But I encourage communities to get back to them. Okay, I grew up in the hood. And I was so excited that my community was actually wanting to honor us as high school students. And I received a letter from our commissioner, I believe at the time, and um, a state representative sent me a letter because our community was so blighted. Like our community had gone through the drug war era. This is down in South Florida. So we had grown up, you know, seeing people get shot and killed and uh, police car chases through our front yard. And a lot of our teenage friends got caught up in the drug trade. So a lot of them got shot and killed for selling drugs and, and things of that nature. But my cousins and I, all of us females and a couple of other girls from the neighborhood and one boy we were the graduates in our neighborhood like out of the hundreds of kids that could have graduated it was like maybe nine or ten of us and i still remember that ceremony to this day i still have the program for that ceremony and to have your commissioner come down to have um people in your community recognize that hey you passed this milestone you graduated high school 
and you did it without getting into too much trouble. <laughs> you did it without getting into too much trouble, right? Um, you did it without getting pregnant because high rates of pregnancy came out of my community. One of our, one of the young women in our community, she was only 11 years old at the time, got pregnant by a 30 something year old man. And we, our community, that was like the first time our community got national attention. And it was Geraldo Rivera. I can't find the show to save my life. I've been looking for the show. I don't know. Maybe they scratched it from the internet. But um, the girl was only 11 years old. And that was really the first time my community kind of got national attention. And we were all like, okay, here we are trying to do the best we can. And this is what y'all want to highlight for our community. So a lot of people were ticked off that of all the things to show about our community, yes, we know we had crime and we had all these things going on, but there were also good things happening in our community too that never got national attention. That was the first thing that got national attention. But people like Kimbo, Kimbo Slice, came out of my community. A lot of other well-known people came out of, out of my community, but he was one. And so when I look back on that, I think about how special it was that maybe I didn't fully appreciate it all in the moment because I was 17, but I at least noticed that my community took time out to say, congratulations, you made it, you did well, you did good. You know, they didn't give us any scholarships. <laughs> that would have been nice. But they at least held a ceremony for us, congratulating us, encouraging us to keep going. And so that was what I saw on um, on this past weekend that, you know, this young man's family, spiritual leaders, community, um, music instructors, all of that, peers gathered around him, wished him well, supported him in his music recital that he decided to um, do as, as a part of his celebration. And I was very honored and thankful to be a part of that, to be, um, to be counted in someone's community as, and seen as someone who supports young people, because I do. Another wonderful thing happened uh, this past weekend. One of my um, other clients that I have tutored, she is graduating from high school and I'm super excited. And the parent is choosing to let her have a gap year. A gap year is typically when you allow a child to, you know, kind of look at their options, look at their future, um, just enjoy moving into a new chapter before schooling or technical programs and that kind of thing. And I thought that was a wonderful thing because again, so many times we are kind of like rush, rush, rushing and pushing, 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 pushing kids off, pushing kids off. And it's like, slow down, ask them, do they want to do this? Ask them, are they actually interested in, in what you're pushing them off to do? Or are they simply doing it because they want to please you? 
Have you allowed for them to find their passion? If you have not, you could be pushing them into something that's going to make them potentially unhappy for several decades of their life. So again, I was super encouraged and impressed by a parent saying, you know, I'm I'm going to allow my child to take this gap year to really solidify what they want to do before they just move into doing anything. And they asked me to write some words of encouragement and some words of advice for their um for their graduation. I want to read a little bit of what I wrote because I think it applies to so many other students. So let me pull up my um Let me see. I'm trying to pull up my email here. Nope, that's not it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There it is. All right, I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to read a part of it because this is something I would say to any student, to any student that is making that transition, embarking upon the world of adulthood, embarking upon the world of vocational learning, collegiate learning, getting into the career field, is this. I encourage you to go in the direction of your genius. Go in the direction of your genius. Go in the direction of what you are good at. My advice would be to never be afraid to fail because it is part of the human experience. And failure is not final when we learn from it and move forward. We're all going to fail. We're all going to do something that we get wrong. It is okay. But don't let the failure be final. Don't let it be final. And this is something that Maya Angelou said that I believe is probably one of the more powerful statements that she said. She said a lot, right? But she said this, and I apply this to students. Wherever you go, you may arrive there as one person, but you stand as 10,000. You stand as 10,000 or thousands of thousands because you stand there as a representative of your community. You stand there as a representative of your parents. You stand there as a representative of your teachers. You stand there as a representative of your spiritual leaders. And you stand there as a representative of your ancestors. And we are rooting for you to succeed and go farther and faster than all of us combined. Oftentimes we tell kids, hey, the sky is the limit. No, it's not. (laughs) The sky is not the limit. Only your will to succeed is the limit. That is the limit. Your will to succeed. So that's a little bit of tidbit of what I share with her, but I share it today with you all. And I share it with students who may scroll past this. If you're on your way to college, know that you may be going there as one. You may feel alone. You may be the only person from your neighborhood that's going to college. 
You may be the only person from your class that's going to a particular college. You may not be going with a, with a group of your friends from your neighborhood. They may have chosen other routes. Most of my, my cousins and I, we did not choose the same college. <laughs> now, I wouldn't say that that's a bad strategy, but we did not. One of my cousins went to Missouri uh, State. The other one went to the University of South Florida. I went to Florida State. We all kind of went our separate directions. Um, and so I had to, there were very few people from my school that went to Florida State and most of them were not black and most of them didn't come from the hood. And most of them, when I did see them on campus, they acted like they did not know me, which is typical sometimes of the envelopians. I'll say it that way. So I had to, you know, build a new community of people while I was in college. Now, some of them I'm still in, in contact and touch with, but many of even the people that I built community with while I'm in college, they went their separate ways, married, moved to other countries, that kind of thing. So just understand that even as you go out into the world, you may go alone. You may feel like you are alone. But I want you to keep in mind, you stand as thousands. You stand as ten thousands. You've got that community shield that is supporting you, that is rooting you on. Well, somebody would say, well, hey, what about the person who doesn't have any family? What about that person who comes out of a fostering environment? Again, Build community where you are. But understand, you would not exist. Let me see. I forget how. Let me see. It's a number of. Somebody actually did the math on this. How many ancestors did it take to make me? <laughs> how many ancestors did it take to make you? All right. Starting with your parents, that was two. Your grandparents, that's four. Great grandparents, that's eight. Second great grandparents, that's 16. So we just go back to your second great grandparents. That is 24, 28, 30. It took at least, keyword least, it took at least 30 people to make you. You're not alone. You're not alone. So just remember that. Your circumstances might make you feel like you're alone. But I encourage you to know, number one, it took 30 people to make you, to bring you into existence. So you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. Secondly, I encourage you to go within, understand that you are made in the Imaho Day. You're made in the image of God. And the God that's in you, his image that's in you, will begin to speak to you and show you that you are not alone. 
Now, if we want to go even more spiritual, we can talk about all of the angelic allies that are assigned to your life to make sure that you know that you're not alone. We can talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's presence. That even if you aren't checking for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is checking for you. Every single day that you wake up. <laughs> and that's the very powerful thing about the divine. Is that the divine is always there. The eternal is always there and always present. Even when you don't acknowledge that the eternal is always there and always present. Oh, but when you do and when you become aware that is when the adventure starts. So, this has been my Monday motivation. I hope I have said something encouraging and empowering for you today. As I close, I want to say this. If you feel, because again, we talked this morning about how so many people are living on a wing and a prayer. And we need to be kind. We need to be compassionate. We need to be empathetic. We need to be patient. We need to be gracious with people. Um, but if you are in any kind of danger, if you feel like your life is in danger in any way, shape, or form, I do not want you to hesitate to do what is necessary to get yourself out of an unsafe situation, to do what is necessary to put yourself in a safe place away from and out of the line of conflict today. So I don't know who I'm speaking to in this regard, but if you know, if you are feeling a tangible sense of danger, a tangible fear, if you are finding yourself in a situation today where you're saying, I don't know what this person could do, I don't know how this situation is going to turn, but I know that I'm, I may be going into something that is dangerous and life-threatening. I want to encourage you not to go. <laughs> I want to encourage you not to show up. I want to encourage you to involve the proper authorities. And sometimes that may be um, a women's helpline. Sometimes that may be an abuse helpline. Sometimes that may be a shelter Sometimes that may be a safe house. Please do what is necessary to keep yourself safe today. All right, I'm done talking. I've got about 15 minutes today. For those of you who might want to come on and join me in some conversation, let's go. If you are listening by Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, or any other podcast method. I want to thank you for your time and attention. This has been another episode of Daring Dialogues, and I've been your host, Shantae Charles. Remember, light is the most daring opposition to darkness, so continue to go out and be light. Also want to thank those of you who have joined our page, Black Tabletop. We are pushing past 70,000 followers and we've added about 5,000 new followers in the past month. So I want you to, I want to thank you for that. Tomorrow I will be doing some live singing over there. As I did promise that if we got to 70,000, that I would be doing some live singing for the viewers. 
So if you want to hear me sing, it'll probably be acapella because I don't want to violate anybody's copyright. <laughs> if you want to hear me sing live, you can join me 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Black Table Talk. I am looking for song recommendations. So please go over there, find the post and drop some song recommendations. You're going to see me looking like this. And it's going to have the uh, number of posts, number of followers on there. Drop your song recommendations there so I can have something to work with on tomorrow morning. Because if I don't get any recommendations, then I'm going to sing some of my favorite stuff to sing. All right. Thank you again for your time and attention. Remember, light is the most daring opposition to darkness. So be light. Take care and God bless.